0: Hey, everybody, welcome back. Another edition of Are You Future Ready? Brought to you by the Human Capital Service Center. I'm your host again for this episode, Ron Haskell. And this conversation that I just had was with Bob Harrison. Bob is the Director of Client Services within the Employee Education System. Uh, It was a great chat. I've known Bob for quite a few years here since I came to VA. He's a wealth of information as he's uh, spent many years in the, the military. He was a U.S. Army Ranger he's been a VA for quite a few years now. He has one of the toughest jobs in my opinion in the employee education system as he has to do intake of all sorts of different clients and customers from across the organization. So we had a good chat. We talked a lot about discipline and then the military and and just values and all sorts of different things. So hope you enjoy the chat. Without further ado, let's get to the podcast. <laughs> All right, here we go. Another edition of Are You Future Ready? I'm your host for this episode, Ron Haskell, and sitting with me is one of my favorite people in VA, Mr. Bob Harrison. Bob, welcome <laughs> to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Thanks for that awesome introduction. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I'm actually very excited to be here and, and uh, discuss some issues with you.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, we're very excited to have you because uh, we've Uh, We do senior leaders. We've interviewed people new to the the VA. uh, We talk about journeymen that have been here for a long time, and you have a lot of experience um, between military and and government. And so, Bob, you're the uh, director of client services with EES, correct? Correct. And what what is sort of your role there?
1: Okay, as the director of client services, we really are the ambassador or the face of EES, where we interact with the clients. Uh, to help them solve their training requirements and needs. So what we do is we work with them to establish things, uh, training items that will, in fact, help them reach their strategic plan, uh, figure out what those training items are, then we help guide them towards the correct modality, whether it be e-learning, an event, a broadcast video, uh, et cetera. And, uh, and then we help them maneuver the process to get their product and uh, to include evaluation so they can find out the effectiveness of, of their their training product.
0: Right, so you are uh, fully in, ingrained in the learning, personal development, safe to say, especially as the director of yeah, climate services. You could
1: say I was all in.
0: All in, sure. Okay, so I mentioned uh, you're veteran, Army, correct? We talk about that. Yes. Um, 26 years yep 26 26 years and been at the VA for almost almost 11 almost Wow so how does one go from you know you know tell us a little bit how you went into the Army how do you decide to service some of the things maybe you did there and then how does that lead to eventually the VA
1: sure Uh, thanks that's that's an interesting question because it does (laughs) Uh, lead us towards some of that self-reflection that we're probably going to talk about a little bit later. Yep. But uh, yeah, I grew up as, a, as an army brat. My dad was in the military, and so by the time I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado, oh, beautiful. and by the time I was five weeks old, I had already transited three different countries. I'd been to the United <laughs> States, Canada, and Germany. Wow. Uh, so quite the world traveler uh, at a very young age. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I, I continued to, to work through the normal growing pains of a child. I uh, really didn't have a tremendous amount of aspiration to be in the military. But as it turned out, uh, my my junior and senior year in high school was in Taipei, Taiwan. Wow. Uh, and all of a sudden, the realization came on me that, hey, you got to get ready to go to college, buddy. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just grew up in an environment where I said, you know, that's something I need to do on my own. I don't want my mom and dad to have to shoulder the, the loans and the, mm-hmm. the pain of having to pay for college. So I said, you know what, uh, your $463.14 bank account's probably not gonna get you very far <laughs> in college. So I started looking at options, and uh, the service academies uh, looked very appealing. And uh, so I applied to the Air Force Academy, the uh, West, West Point, Uh, in in West Point, New York, and uh, the Naval Academy here in Baltimore, and uh, everybody wanted me or said I was okay except for the Navy. They threw me out. So so between those two choices and and having been exposed to the Army for a long time, I decided to to try for West Point, and, and I was fortunate enough to get a nomination and went through what we affectionately called the Hudson School for Wayward Boys, <laughs> uh, where more discipline was in, ingrained in me, and, and I learned a lot about leadership in, in various capacities, not only being a leader, but also being a good follower, um, because those are, those are both pivotal, pivotal points. So uh, I, I figured, well, if I was gonna go in the Army, I should go in all in again, yeah. and so I, I became everyone uh, qualified, Ranger qualified. Uh, jump master qualified, spent a vast majority of my time in the 82nd Airborne Division and the Ranger Regiment, so I uh, have a lot of compressed vertebrae about this time yeah. of my life. good knees, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all was fun when I was young, but I'm I'm <laughs> starting to feel it now. So uh, after uh, what I feel was a very successful career in the military, I retired uh, in '04, and then I worked as a contractor. Uh, staying very related to the Department of Defense kind of contracts because uh, mm-hmm. it was a business I knew uh, yeah. pretty well but I had a real challenge because there was a huge expectation as a contractor to do a lot of uh, selling or getting new business and I, I felt for me that was a that was something that I didn't really want to do it didn't yeah. appeal to me I wanted to be there to do the job right so after a couple different uh, contractor, uh, I decided to try to come back to the federal government and provide some payback in any way that I could, having, having already had a, what I considered a fully successful career. Uh, and I thought Department of Veterans Affairs was the perfect match. I mean, this would be an opportunity to, to help my brothers and sisters who have given a tremendous amount for their, their country, and it's a, it's a way for our nation to provide, you know, those critical services and medical care that, that they so well deserve.
0: Absolutely. So that's how I got here. <laughs> just a breeze of a path, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, as you, as you make me reflect on that, I mean, there, there were lots of uh, peaks and valleys along that path, and uh, it's just sort of interesting when you, when you do stop and reflect some of those things that come back to you that get suppressed in the day-to-day uh, excitement and crises that we have to deal with on a daily basis.
0: Right. So let's. I mean, let's talk about reflection, uh, especially in professional choices. Um, is is it worth, you know, worrying about decisions that you've made, or this path, or that path, or, or, or what is that? Was reflection for your personal development?
1: Yeah, journey? that's that's another great question, Ron. Uh, you're, you're forcing me to think here. Uh, <laughs> I I problem. believe I believe that uh, self reflection is an absolutely critical component for anybody, regardless of your, your path, that, that you decide to choose. Um, there, there's a difference between self-reflection, though, and dwelling, yeah. which uh, it's one of the probably daily conversations my wife and I have. Uh, she She is what I call a dweller. Yeah. She's constantly trying to figure out what could she or should she have done so that the outcome didn't happen. Right. And uh, my counterpoint is y- you have to, to get over it. I mean, learn the lessons. It's good to do that self-reflection, but you can't stay there. Uh, the only way you can move forward is to take some of those lessons and try to apply them as, as you move forward. But you need to focus on the front, uh, not ignoring or, or uh, Pretending the past didn't happen, but don't spend all your time in the past because it just it, it won't allow you to move forward and progress. So, uh, I, I think that self-reflection and, and you know there's there's another key component to that self-reflection from my perspective, and that is integrity. Mm-hmm. You have to have integrity. If you're not honest with yourself, it's going to be very very hard for you to be honest with others, and that's uh, one of the things that was ingrained in me very very early in my my growth and development was to to be humble, uh, recognize that 90% of the goodness that happens in your life was because of somebody that was pulling you along rather than something that you did Uh, and to acknowledge uh, both the people that, that are pulling you along and the people that are supporting you because it's truly uh, every individual's growth and development is is a is a team sport. It's just not yeah. always acknowledged or recognized.
0: What are what are some other tools that you've had that uh, you've found over time in your time in the department uh, that people can use for their personal development? I know that EES has a uh, the ETR. We can talk about that or some other tools. You sure,
1: know. yeah, that that's again a very very deep question. Uh, when you really stop and think about it, I I think that we all have the traditional route of uh, preparing ourselves by getting training, mm-hmm. okay? That's one that's pretty obvious. Uh, I think that another, not so obvious, but it's probably the biggest portion of where you really gain the insights and, and learn the developmental techniques is in the on-the-job experience. Mm-hmm. So you take that training that you have, you apply it on the job, and then you discover and learn many more things And then in order to really complete that circle, I think there's a a self-education component. It's to to do that introspection, figure out where are your personal gaps, Mm -hmm. and spend some time, your personal time, shoring up where you have uh, deficiencies. And again, if you're honest with yourself, everybody has at least one. Sure. Uh, I have a whole boatload, so <laughs> I will never be bored uh, in, in trying to, to to continue to improve myself. But I think those three things are, are very, very critical uh, to, to really build the whole circle. It's, you know, again, the, the formal education and training, then your your educational experience on the job, mm-hmm. and then filling in the gaps with that self-awareness self, self uh, awareness and identification of what the issues are, and. And doing some self-study and and you know reading on your own time, or taking, you know YouTube uh, just-in-time trainings that you might find or, or whatever it might be. But it's uh, it's important to have all three components in your plan. Uh, I think uh, as you identified, the ETR, which is the Enterprise Training Resources, is a tremendous tool that is uh, out there and available. Uh, uh, I think you're going to provide the link. Sure, we'll put uh, the link
0: to the ETR in the in the description of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, great.
1: But what that allows you to do, we already have mechanisms to do the individual uh, development plan, the IDP, Mm -hmm. both in paper-based and electronic form, but what uh, the the Enterprise Training Resource platform does is it helps you refine uh, what exactly you probably should be looking at in forms of what's available training-wise based on a particular competency. We have some, some tools in there that will allow you to do an assessment of where you are uh, on a particular competency. And then the really neat thing is it will help you identify, the th- of the thousands of courses that reside, wh- what are the ones that most likely align with the kinds of training you're looking for. So it's a tremendous tool in that respect. It's also a central gateway to many of the resources that are available throughout the VA. Okay. Uh, You you go into the Enterprise Training Resource site and it has links to virtually everything that we have been able to find, not only internal to the VA, but in some cases out external. Uh, We have links to the OPM training sites Mm -hmm. that are available. We have uh, links to the VAAA, the Acquisition Academy, and and all of their offerings. We have uh, links to what's called massive open online courses, MOOCs courses, Mm. which are uh... many times they are endorsed and provided by very reputable colleges such as stanford harvard university of virginia that are either free or very very low cost uh... and in many cases you can get certifications in those programs with a very small fee yeah. uh, like twenty five dollars or something to that effect but uh... again there's there's all kinds of oper- it's got a link to tms obviously yeah. and and many other uh, tools that are out there for your, either your personal development or things that you and your supervisor ag- discuss and agree are something that you would like to work on.
0: So, so just to reemphasize, through the enterprise training uh, site, you can find courses at Harvard and things like that, take them at low cost and get certified.
1: That's one of many things of you many, can find. One of many. That's
0: pretty incredible. I don't think, I mean, if people, that's, that's, you know, that's why we do this podcast. We need to get that out there. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a great resource, and, and I know that uh, we have shared that resource with uh, Amy Parker, the yep. VACLO. And, and uh, she's
0: talked about it on hers.
1: And, yep. and so I know it's, it's something that is, is getting traction and something that uh, is a tremendous resource for all of our staff.
0: Fantastic. Okay, uh, so we like to have a little fun at the end. You win the lottery, or money's not a thing in life. You have all the free time in the world. Uh, uh, what does Bob Harrison, the director of client services in EES, do? Do you go on a road trip? Do you buy a giant house? Do you take an awesome fishing?
1: All trip? Of the above. Okay, no, yeah. just just kidding. Uh, you know, again, that, that is something that uh, we've probably all thought about, right, yeah, winning sure. the lottery. Yeah. Uh, On rough it, days. when it comes down <laughs> to reality, uh, I, I don't know that I would do a lot different. Uh, mm. When you think about it again, you can't really count your formative years when you're growing up, but my entire d- adult life, other than uh, three or four years with different vendors, m- my entire life has been dedicated to service uh, mm-hmm. in some capacity. And I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Um, so, so, again, there's a difference between what, what really makes you happy and, you know, what can money do. Money can do a lot of things. And, sure. and, and don't get me wrong. I, I would have a lot a of golf ski. trips yeah. and, and <laughs> going to see uh, Super Bowls that I couldn't afford before and go. things like that in person. I would try to experience and, and just have more exposure in my life. But I think in terms of, uh, at the end of the day, would I still be working? And the answer's probably. Hmm. Uh, At least for a little bit longer. I I do have seven grandkids, and uh, I'd like to spend some time with them. And of course, it's all about that balance we were talking about earlier. Uh, You know, there's an absolute commitment to to service, Uh, but I also have a family and, and uh, my religion that I need to take care of as well. So it's important to take care of yourself on that journey, whatever journey you select. Absolutely. Uh, because you won't be any good to your, your team if, if you're not uh, in good health and, and in good mental places. So that's a long answer to a very short question. I
0: think it's a fantastic answer and a great place to, to close that out with that great advice. So, Bob, thanks for joining My pleasure, Ron. Thank you. The podcast. Okay, that's all the time we have for this edition of Are You Future Ready? If you like what you heard in the interview, please take a moment to review and subscribe to the series on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ron Haskell. Thank you for listening. Be well.